Malambang Podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you today. Hey, happy Sunday to everyone. So nice to see you here. We are live at the Victory Center in Alabang. And thank you for joining us also online in FB and also in YouTube. And uh, I'm excited to be here. I want to thank Pastor Ariel for giving me a, uh, an opportunity to preach uh, to us today. And so it's very interesting. Uh, how, how many of you are excited or enjoying our series, The Awesome God, Our Awesome God? Yeah? God is truly awesome. Amen? As the people of the Lord would encounter God as they journey in faith, God would reveal His heart to them. God would reveal His attributes to them. God would reveal His characteristics, His, His divine attributes, and people would encounter God. And they would encounter God and they would give and they would name the attributes of God. Really, He is an awesome God. In the first week, we, uh, we studied uh, Moses when he encountered God in the burning bush. And as he encountered God, he said, really, the Lord is the great I Am. He is Yahweh. He is uh, Jehovah. And then the second week, uh, we studied about the encounter of Gideon in the threshing floor. And God encountered him there. And Gideon says he is the God of peace, Jehovah Shalom. Last week, we studied about Hagar and how God uh, encountered Hagar. And really, God revealed himself as Elroy as God who sees, as God who cares. Today, we will see how God encountered Abraham and how God would reveal his heart, would reveal his characteristic, his, his attributes to Abraham as Jehovah Jireh, God who provides. And isn't it amazing when it comes to provision and it comes to our time of need when we need something or we are in uh, a tight end or a tight situation financially, we call out the name of God. We say Jehovah Jireh, God who provides our every need. This is the encounter. This is the first time that God revealed himself as Jehovah Jireh in the life of Abraham. So as we go through our text today, let me give you just a quick summary of the journey, the faith journey. Can you say that with me, faith journey? I'll just give you a quick summary of the faith journey of Abraham. So we know in Genesis chapter 12, God called Abraham, leave your country, uh, go to a land where I will show you and I will bless you and you will be a blessing. So, you know, uh, Abraham responded in faith. He took Lot with him. Uh, and then what happened? Uh, uh, they were blessed by God, and the land was too small for them. So Abraham told Lot, oh, choose where, where you should go because we need to separate. If you say you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you say you'll go to the right, I'll go to the left. And so they separated. In Genesis uh, chapter 14, uh, Lot found himself in Sodom. And Abraham had to rescue him because Sodom was invaded by four kingdoms. God gave uh, Abraham the victory as he rescued his nephew Lot. Genesis chapter 15, God revisited Abraham and reminded him of the promise. And it says, Abraham, you will have a son. And so, wow, this is amazing. So they waited, they waited, nothing happened. Genesis chapter 16, after waiting for a long time, no child was given to Abraham and Sarah. And so the wonderful suggestion of Sarah is uh, for Abraham to go to uh, her maidservant, Hagar. And so we see the story of Hagar and Ishmael. 
That's Genesis chapter 16. Genesis chapter 18, the Lord revisited again Abraham and Sarah and says, by this time next year, you will have a child. By this time next year. And they laughed. How can this be really? Uh, Abraham is about 99 years old. Sarah is about 89 years old. And the Lord again promised this time next year, the promise will be given. Genesis 21, the birth of Isaac. The promise fulfilled the answer to their prayers. They've been waiting for a long time, 25 years. Sandali lang, ano? They're waiting for a long time for the promise to be fulfilled. 25 years, finally, Genesis chapter 21, the blessings of God, the faithfulness of God, the answered prayer, the birth of Isaac. So everything was, went well, Genesis 21. And uh, we see the faith of Abraham. And I'd like to read Romans chapter 4, verse 20. This is not yet our main verse, but I'd like you to see this. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old. Or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. He grew strong in the faith. Can you say that with me? Strong in the faith. He grew strong in the faith as he gave glory to God. As we journey with God, a journey of faith, our faith gets built up. Our faith gets stronger. You see, Genesis 21, everything is okay. Everything is well. The promise is there. There's peace in the land. There's peace in the home of Abraham. Everything's great. But the pinnacle, the apex, the climax of uh, Abraham's journey, we will find in Genesis chapter 22. So join with me as we read our main text. In Genesis chapter 2, we'll be reading a few verses, verse 1 to 19, 19 verses. We'll be reading uh, uh, 19 verses today. And so I'd like you all here uh, in, in the sanctuary to join with me. Please stand up. Those of you at home will be reading Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 19. Let's read. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Sounds familiar, right? That's the same call, uh, uh, Genesis chapter 12. Go to a land which I, will, which I will tell you. At the same time, Genesis uh, 22, go to uh, the mountain, a mountain which I shall tell you. Verse 3, so Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut wood for the burnt offering, and he rose and went to the place which God had told him. On the third day, it was a three-day journey. On the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place from afar. Verse 5, Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. He took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went, both of them, together. Isaac went 
Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father, Abraham, and he said, here I am, my son. He said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt, burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So they went, both of them, together. When they came to the place which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there. He laid the wood in order, and he bound Isaac. He put Isaac on the top of the wood. Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and says, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he said. Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him, for I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. Abraham went and took the ram and offered it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and you have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in your offspring shall all nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. There is really a blessing on obe- in obedience. Amen? Verse 19. So Abraham returned to his young man, and they rose and went together to Beersheba. Abraham lived at Beersheba. Beersheba. Let's, let's pray. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your promise that when we gather in your name, you are in the midst of us. So, Lord, we pray that you continue to speak to our hearts. We pray, Lord God, to enlighten our minds. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you uh, in our midst. Thank you, Lord. Bless the preaching of your word. Let your people be blessed and let your name be glorified. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's all take our seats. Such a long read, no? 19 verses for today. Genesis chapter 22. You see, we are, it's not just Abraham who's on a journey. You and I, we are on a faith journey. And in our faith journey, we encounter mountaintop experiences, blessings, amen? Right? We encounter blessings of God. We also encounter dark valley experiences, testings. We have blessings and then we have testings. And as we respond in faith to the blessings or in the blessings and go through the testings by faith, what happens is our faith grows stronger. We now experience God for who He is. Now we say that the God of the Bible, the God that we read is alive, He is real, and He is involved in all areas of our lives. We have experiential knowledge of God. Not just theological, but experiential. That the God of the Bible, He is real. I believe the real miracle here is not just the miracle of the blessings or not just the miracle that we went through the testings, but the real miracle is our faith are built up. 
we become strong in the faith. Ironically, in the time of testing, our hearts are drawn to God. Isn't that right? If we have a problem, if we're going through something, there, is, uh, there are trials and there are things going on, our hearts are drawn to God. It is as if the, we pray to God every single moment, every single uh, uh, opportunity we pray to God, we call upon His name because there is a trial. There, is, there are testings happening. The funny thing is, in a time of blessing though, our hearts have a tendency to relax. Everything is good. Nothing's going on. Everything's wonderful. The new, the, the blessings, the new car, the, 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 the new career, the new relationship have a tendency to draw our hearts away from God and our faith would now uh, relax. The real question, I guess, that we need to ask is this. Do we love God who is the blesser? Do we love the blesser more than the blessing? Or do we love the provider? Do we love the provider more than the provision? The Word of God says that we are to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. God calls us to love Him. Let's take a look at verses 1 and 2 of Genesis 22. It says, After these things, what things? The wonderful things, victory of, of, of Abraham against uh, the four nations, uh, the blessing, the answered prayer, Isaac, everything is, doing, is, is going, going well. After these things, God tested Abraham. God tested Abraham. Of course, right now we're reading this and we know it's a test. God testing Abraham, tested Abraham, but in the time of Abraham, of course, he didn't know that it was a test, right? So I was reading this, I was thinking to myself, it's kind of like an earthquake drill in your office. This is just a drill, you see the alarm, and so you get your things, go out, right? It's a drill, it's a test. But the intensity differs if it's the real thing. In the time of Abraham, this is so real. God tested him. You see, Test means to prove the value, to confirm the worth. Students take tests, right? And uh, to, to, uh, to prove the value of gold, it goes through the testing of fire. Tests are meant to bring out the best in us. Temptations are meant by the enemy to bring out the worst. In us. And here's the test. As we go back to that verse, verse 1 and 2, God tested Abraham. And he said, Here I am. Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love. Go to a land, the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering. As a burnt offering. You, mean, you see, the burnt offering means to be fully consumed by fire. Take your son, your only son, the son that you love, and offer him as a burnt offering. Wow. That's unimaginable. 
fully consumed by fire, burnt offering. Maybe we can relate with another example. This is a uh, far cry lesser example, but journey with me. You have a nice car, brand new, sports car, red, shiny. Woohoo! Sarap you drive. Kanda ng kotse. You just got it. You've been praying for it for a long time. Finally, it arrived. You had to sell something. So you have to sell two of your cars to just get this nice, one beautiful red car. A blessing from the Lord. And then the Lord says, take your car. Yeah? The car that you love and offer it as a burnt sacrifice. Fully consumed by fire. Yeah? So we can see, we can relate with the car. But we can't relate the idea of a father offering his son. Take your son, your only son, the son that you love, as a burnt offering. That is what is at stake. That is the requirement of the Lord. He's painting a picture. He's saying, it's worth this much. Your son, your only son, the son that you love. How did Abraham respond to this test of faith? How did he respond? Let's look at Abraham's response. Number one, Abraham's faith response was immediate. Say with me, immediate. It was right away. Let's read verse 3. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. He cut wood for the burnt offering, arose, and went to the place of which God had told him. Early morning. Early the next day. The first order of day of the day was to obey God's will. The moment Abraham woke up, the first order of day, the first priority of the day is to do God's will. Early in the morning. Excited. And I'm going through this. I'm reading it, studying it, and I'm thinking to myself, what would have been going on in the heart and in the mind of Abraham the night before? Kamusta kaya siya nung gabing yun? Was he able to sleep? What was going on in his mind? The promised child. The promised son. The answer to our prayers. We waited for 25 years. And God says, to offer Isaac, Early morning, early that day. We didn't know what happened to Abraham that night. The Bible is silent about it. But what we can see is his act of faith. Early in the morning, he arose early in the morning to obey God's word. You see, it takes faith to hold on to the promise of God. He waited, they waited for 25 years. It takes faith to hold on to the promise of God. But it also takes great faith to obey the command of God. The God who promised is the same God who commands. Let me say that again. The God who promised is the same God who commands. Promises are linked to obeying the commands. For example, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. The command, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. That's the promise. 
How about Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6? Trust in the Lord, the command. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all your ways. The promise, He will direct your path. He will take you by the hand, walk with you one step at a time, each step of the way. He will make your path straight. Another, Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, that's the command, the promise, and it will be given back to you. Good measure, shaking together, running over. The God who promises is the God who commands. Number two, God's, uh, Abraham's faith response to God was with certainty. Say with me, certainty. It is with certainty. It is with assurance. Let's look at verse 4, 5, and 6. On the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and he saw the place from afar. And Abraham said to his young man, Stay here with the donkey. And I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went, both of them, together. He spoke to his uh, male servants, young men. He says, you stay here while I and my son would go over there and worship. And we will come back again. Together we will go, together we will worship, and together we will come back. It is with assurance, it is with certainty. He knew that he knew that he knew in his heart that they will come back. Without any doubt. It was with certainty. I remember a time when, of course, this was pre-pandemic. I was uh, um, given the privilege to uh, officiate a wedding. And this wedding was in Baguio City. And so, weather in Manila was fine, but the weather in Baguio, it was raining. And the wedding was, a, was an outdoor event. And so, we drive over there and it was raining. It was raining the night before. It was raining in the morning of the wedding. And so, I went to the coordinator and I said, is this the place? Is this where it's, the wedding is going to happen? Yes, it's a garden. It's soaked in water. And I asked the coordinator, are we moving indoors? Will we transfer the venue indoors? The coordinator says, oh, how I wish we could right now because I have to set this up inside. But the faith of the bride, she was so certain that the rains will stop. And that the wedding would happen in the garden. It is, and it's going to be a beautiful wedding. Okay. All right then. So we just agreed with the faith and prayed along with, with the faith of the bride and her mother and her family. So we just prayed. What happened was a few hours before the wedding, the rain stopped. The sun showed up. The ground dried up, and we had the wedding in the garden. Praise God. Right after, right after the wedding, after the pronouncement, a little bit of the picture taking, then we had to go. When we went inside the pavilion, the rain started to pour. Amen. What an answer pray, answered prayer. It was the faith. It was their faith. They were so certain. They were so certain. Abraham had that faith. He was so certain. He is assured, we will come back to you. 
We will, I and the boy will go over there, we will worship, and we will come back to you. Abraham's faith response was with certainty. I'd also like to point out that in this verse, verse 5, is the first mention of the word worship found in the Bible. Worship, that word, worship. And it had nothing to do with music. It had nothing to do with songs. But it had everything to do with obedience and sacrifice. And another thing that I'd like to highlight here is that it says, me and the boy. But you see, biblical scholars say that Isaac was not a young boy at this time. He was a young man. Approximate from 27 years of age to 33. He was a young man, not a boy. That's important to note because as you read, as we go through the verse again, Abraham took the wood. Remember, it's not just a twig. It's not just a stem of a tree. It's wood for a burnt offering. He laid it on Isaac, his son, and they journeyed by foot. Another thing that we would like to see here is this. They left the donkey. Why? Why did they leave the donkey? Now we have to carry the wood. Well, maybe the terrain was to be journeyed by foot. We'll have to journey by foot now. Hindi na pwede yung donkey. Hindi na pwede si donkey. So just to picture, to have a, a better picture of this, Isaac is not a young boy. He is a young man. Again, from 27, approximately 27 to 33 years of age. And so they journeyed. Let's read uh, in verse 7 to 8. And as they journey on, they went together. They went on together. As they journey, verse 7, Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. He said, behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself a lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And so they went, both of them, together. They went together. We see that Abraham's faith response here, it was contagious. Why? Because Isaac, 27 to 33 years of age, is well capable of running away from Abraham. Well capable from, from, from resisting Abraham. If Isaac was 27, let's say, and Abraham was 100 when Isaac uh, was born, then Abraham was 127 years old, 127 years old. But they went along together. They journeyed together. Isaac was burdened with carrying the wood Abraham was burdened in his heart, probably, of sacrificing Isaac. The point or the place of sacrifice is near now. Any moment now, Abraham would have to sacrifice Isaac. Both had a burden to carry. Who was carrying a heavier burden? I guess. Abraham's faith was contagious. Isaac went with Abraham, both of them together. Say with me, both of them together. I'd like to take this time to say that 
in our journey of faith, like I said, we face mountaintop experiences. We need, sometimes we need to climb mountains. Sometimes we need to go down deep, dark valley. And it's so hard for us to journey alone. Our faith is not meant for us to journey alone. It, but it is for us to journey with each other, to be part of a community. If you're part of the church, you've been attending church, and you are not yet part of a victory group, my friends, it would be a lot better if you journey, if you journey together. You have friends who would pray for you, encourage you, celebrate with you when you have those blessings, and pray for you as you go through the trials. Together, we journey. And so, again, if you still don't have a victory group right after this service, let us know who you are or if you want to be part of, and we'll make sure that you'll be part of a group of friends who would journey with you as you get to encounter the Lord even more in, your, in our lives. Let's look at verse 9 and verse 10. So Abraham, Isaac journeyed on foot. Verse 9, when they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there laid the wood in order, bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Imagine with me. Abraham, 127 years old. I don't think he carried Isaac. I think at this time, Isaac understood. He had faith in God now, and he had faith in his father, Abraham. Verse 10. Abraham reached out his hand, took the knife to slaughter his son. It is at this point, Abraham, from the the moment we began, verse 1, all the way to this point, right now at verse 10, Abraham didn't show any hesitation from the beginning even until now. He bound Isaac, he took the knife and is going to slaughter his son. He didn't show any hesitation. Not even a pushback or a negotiation. I said negotiation because remember, Abraham negotiated with God when God says, I am going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham stood before God and he negotiated, Oh Lord, for the sake of 50, will you spare Sodom? 50 righteous. And they negotiated, okay, 40, 30, 20, 10. Lord, for the sake of 10, will you spare Sodom? So he negotiated. But when it came to Isaac, there was no pushback. There was no hesitation in the side of Abraham. No negotiation. Early in the morning, he arose. Three-day journey. What's going on in the mind of Abraham, three days. That's a long journey, right? It's just like going here to Quezon City. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> three days journey. And he was with Isaac. What's going on in his heart? Sneak peek. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17. The author of the book of Hebrews says, By faith, say with me, by faith. By faith, Abraham, when was tested, that is, the testing of his faith was still in progress, offered up Isaac, and he had received the promise of God, was already, was ready to sacrifice his only son, the son of promise. 
For he considered, he considered it reasonable to believe that God was able to raise Isaac from among the dead. That is what's going on in the heart of Abraham. That is what's going on in his mind. He had reason to believe that God will be able to raise Isaac from the dead. Remember the previous uh, verses? Romans chapter 4, verse 20, faith against faith, hope against hope. Abraham believed that God will be able to do what he has promised. He considered his body dead, but he gave, God gave him a son. And now he has reason to believe that God would raise Isaac from the dead. So uh, while they were journeying, you can imagine with me, in his heart, he looked at his son. In his heart, he says, God will raise you up, my son. God will raise you up. And Isaac would ask him, Father, I see the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb? And God says, God will provide the lamb. But in his heart, God will raise you up. You are the lamb. God will raise you up. God will raise you up. God can do the impossible to be possible. That is what's going on in his heart. Let's continue on with the narrative of the story. They reach the place. Abraham took the knife, ready to slaughter his son, his only son, the son that he loved. Verse 11, But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and says, Abraham, Abraham. I guess the Lord had to make sure, no? He had to call Abraham twice to get his attention. Abraham, Abraham! And he said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide as it is this day. On the mount of the Lord, it shall be Provided. It is in that step of obedience that we encounter the Lord. It is that, that step of complete faith and obedience unto the Lord that is where we see the characteristic of God. He is healer. He is provider. He is savior. He is deliverer. He is our comfort and peace. He is God in charge, in control, sovereign over my life. The faithful God who says He's able to make all things, the good and the bad, the mountaintops and the dark valleys, He's able to make all things work together for good. It's only in obedience that we, when, that we encounter the faithfulness of God. In this text, it's in that mountain of Moriah, it's in that altar of sacrifice, it is in that time when Abraham bounded his son took the knife and ready to slaughter his son. It is in that particular time that God revealed himself as God who provides. There is a blessing in obedience and we encounter the Lord in obedience. Jehovah Jireh, God who provides. In the Old Testament, God provided a ram. In the New Testament, God provided the Lamb. 
on the mountain of the Lord, it shall be provided. There are similarities and parallelism, parallelism between Isaac and Jesus. You see, both were promised sons. Both were sons of the prophetic. They were prophesied. Both carried the wood. Isaac carried the wood for the burnt offering as he climbed that mountain. Jesus carried the cross to his crucifixion. And did you know that the peak of Mount Moriah is called Golgotha Calvary? The place where God, our Heavenly Father, offered up His Son, His only Son, the Son whom He loved as a sacrifice. A burnt sacrifice is a sacrifice for the atonement of sin, for the removal of sin. God offered His Son, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. God provides. Jehovah Jireh. God provides. On the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. There's a difference between Isaac and Jesus. In the case of Isaac, there was a substitution, a ram. In the case of Jesus, he was a substitute, the lamb for each and every one of us. He took our place. He took your place. He took my place. For those watching your homes, Jesus took our place. Jesus took your place on that cross. It should have been us on that cross. But God provided a way. Abraham saw this and he was glad in his heart. He knew and he spoke when Isaac asked him, Father, where is the sacrifice? Abraham responded and says, God himself will provide a lamb for the burnt offering, for the burnt sacrifice, for the atonement of sin. And indeed, God has provided for you and for me. Our main point is we can walk in faith because we know God is faithful. He is faithful to provide. He gave His only Son for us. What more the lesser things that we can ask of Him. We can put our faith in Him for our God is faithful. Let us pray. Let's just bow down our heads. Father, we thank You. Lord, You made a way. Things beyond us, Lord God, things that we can't do for ourselves, You did. And Lord, we thank you. Indeed, you are a faithful God, Jehovah Jireh, God who provides. And Lord, as we journey with you in faith, as we journey in obedience, Lord, you would encounter each and every one of us. And Lord, allow our faith to grow. Allow our faith to be strong, Lord, even as we go through and enjoy the blessings or as we go through the trials. Lord, we know that in the mountaintops or dark valley experiences, you are with us. So, Lord, the journey of faith is a journey with you. 
Allow your people, allow each and every one of us to know you more, to experience you more. That indeed, that the God of the Bible is alive, He is real, and He is involved in all areas of our lives. And we say, You are an awesome God. You are Jehovah Jireh, God who provides. And the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Thank you, Lord. We bring back to you now all glory, all honor. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's give God praise. subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to share this message with your friends too. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.victorialabang.church.